For full accident management support, including motor replacement, repairs and personal injury compensation claims, just search G4 Claims today. Uh, hi and welcome to this week's episode of the DW Podcast. I'm joined by Motherwell Manager Graham Alexander. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks. I'm good. How are you? I'm all right. I am excited about this one. <laughs> that's good. It's like fanboy stuff here. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. It's good to see. It's local to work as well. It only took me like five minutes to get up to it. I was, uh, I was going to say it's model manager and All Saints model, Graham Alexander. Well, I'm not disappointed that. So, uh, <laughs> Alan Burroughs was just giving me a bit of sick that. You go, you got any gear that's not All Saints? But um, I thought you were sponsored. I thought this was. I, a I wish I was sponsored, mate. I'll tell you, well, a little bit of discount wouldn't go amiss, but. Um, no, do you know what it is? Is a little bit of um, a little bit of laziness in there because uh, you know I got into all saying I don't know, maybe fifteen years ago, and it's a young shop. I can just buy stuff from without having to try it on and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know the sizes, yeah, something like that, yeah, like that. And anyone could buy me something. My wife, you know, she just go right if, if it's that size, you'll like it. I've just got visions of your wardrobe, just all those carrot jumpers and polo shirts. It pretty, <laughs> it pretty much is. It's got. Yeah, jumpers, uh, jeans, t-shirts, all that sort of stuff. I, I, I like it. It, it. it fits all right, but it is honestly. I haven't got to try anything. I hate shopping. You know, going in, trying loads of stuff on. So this is just a, a quick way of uh, getting dressed. How's life in Scotland? That's been a year now. We were just saying that before we started recording. Fluent. Honestly, it's it's been the quickest year of my life. I think because um, you know we're coming into December and. Uh, uh, People said to me, oh, it's nearly a year, and I just, I still felt like a new manager mm-hmm. at, at the club. You know, right. it, you know, like you're still getting to, um, you know, know everybody and understand everything. So, um, I can't believe how quickly it's gone. I, honestly, it's, uh, but um, you know, we've we've come up, you know, me and my wife and my son, um, yeah, to live properly. We sold sold a house in Preston, bought a place in Glasgow. Um, was that a big step? Because I can imagine when you're selling the, the family home almost, it's like, whoa, this is real. Yeah, because there was a bit of us when, um, you know, I was quite fortunate, that, you know, I spent that long at Preston and Burnley and then I managed Fleetwood. So for 20 years, I could stay in the right place, which yeah. is good when your kids are growing up and so, so forth. Um, but we just, I, I felt like I needed to, or I wanted to see a different part of wherever. I was, you know, I, I sort of, we looked at maybe moving a little bit before, but my wife said, well, in your job, that, why move somewhere where we could go up there? And so we sort of said, well, let's see where the next role is. If we fancy it, go for it. And then, because, you know, it was Mother Arm, I thought, well, moving to Scotland, it'd be good. I, I live about a mile and a half from where my dad was born. Oh, really? Where was your dad born? Talmud. Was it? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. so uh, Kennedy Street, which is still, you know, we went for a little... Uh, walk down there. Is the house still there? No, no, the street's changed, which he told me. You know, so mm-hmm. but it's changed on the thing, but his house isn't there anymore, but his uh, the old school and all that sort of stuff. So it's, so that's a mile and a half from where I live now, but it's, you know, it's um, it's good because I, I, I've done it before. When I managed Scunthorpe, I, um, I lived away from home for two years mm-hmm. and I missed some, you know, uh, big things in, in my family's life and, and you know, uh, and I said when I came back after that, I, I wouldn't do that again. And then I managed Salford, and it was um, it was good. It was forty five minutes from home. Um, but this one, I didn't I didn't want to go back to that Scunthorpe one where I'm travelling. That I did it last last year because um, obviously you can't just move house like that. Absolutely. So from January to the summer, I was uh, in a rental place with my assistant Chris, and just um, sort of going home one day a week. But um, I wanted the family to come up and. Uh, it's been brilliant. We love it. We've finally got um, settled in a place two days before Christmas, so it took me a year to actually You're joking. not get the house and yeah. then sell ours. But um, yeah, it's, it's it's really good. We're excited about it all. Yeah, but obviously I'm here for the for the football. But we we like um, where we live as well. You've done every coffee shop in the West End. So. <laughs> not everyone. Honestly, we found another one the other day. So, um, but yeah, you know, but that's what I wanted to do. Yeah, you know, we Preston was a brilliant place to live. We absolutely loved it, and we've got some, you know, almost family where they are, like family to us, uh, our friends that we have down there. But I, you know, I, there's part of me that I, I want to see different things, and, and I mean, it's not it's only three hours up the road, 
but it is completely different. I want to yeah. see different places and stuff. So we you know we, we take the dogs into like home and you know yeah. we're around the park. So it's um, I just want to uh, you know sort of experience everything about it. But you know first and foremost I wanted to come up and work for a good club and, and that's where we are. You were uh, born in Coventry, is that right? Mm. So this is the first time you've ever stayed in Scotland. Yeah, Spain, for the international caps. And yeah, oh yeah, that's well, that's the thing. It's you know, uh, you know, I was, I was born and, and bred in, in in Coventry. I left home at sixteen to to go to Scunthorpe to to try and become a professional footballer. But um, you know, my dad's from Glasgow, um, and all his family is Scottish. My mum, you know, is she Irish? God bless her. She's from Dublin, right, okay. uh, Irish. So you know, even I was born in England, I didn't really feel English. English yeah. You know, and. Um, and, uh, did you get it at school? I did, but I liked it. <laughs> yeah. I liked being yeah. different. You know, I, I actually Absolutely. sort of played on it a little bit. You know, yeah. like um, you know, surrounded by loads of England supporters and everything, all my mates and everything. But uh, it was good. Like you know, I did support Scotland. You know, because you know, uh, my dad taught me football and all that sort of stuff. But I was, I'm just as proud as my Irish roots as well. And um, so when I left home at 16, you know, I lived at Scunthorpe, and then I. Went down to Luton, lived in Milton Keynes, then come to Preston. So I've sort of been around a little bit, but um, yeah, I've never you know, played, you know, played for Scotland, but never played or coached in Scotland. So it was when I came out of Salford, you know, I said to my wife and the major, I want to I wanna just experience someone else football, you know, mm-hmm. and um, so I had a completely open mind. Um, and then obviously the, the Motherwell opportunity came up, so I, so I went for it. And it was, um, I'm glad I did. What sold you in Motherwell? Because me being a Motherwell fan, I could tell you a hundred things that I think yeah. great about Motherwell, but being at Salford, that's a pub they're plowing money, money into, you know, it's yeah. very retro. And those Motherwell almost seems like the polar opposite to that. Yeah, yeah, but I quite, um, uh, a bit of me professionally wanted to really test myself and I wanted to, I think I wanted to show that I can manage without a budget. Yeah. You know, because I think that could be, you know, uh, sort of thrown at you if you're managing Salford, you know, um, that's um, it's just because you've got money. That's yeah. why you win. Yeah. You know, and a, that's unfair. It is unfair. Yeah. Because, look, every manager's job, even, you know, Guardiola and people like that that have got the land, it's, it's an incredibly difficult job yeah. to do, management, but it's really rewarding in, in what you get back, how, how you, you know, the, the feelings you get. But, um, you know, I just, I, I just wanted to um, feel like, um, it, it was down to um, your work, not your budget. Sure. Yeah, that, that's it. You know, not just me, but my, my coaching staff, my players, our tactics, our strategy, all that sort of stuff. How we, how we, our team spirit, our togetherness. It was, it was more than just you know who's got the biggest wallet. Absolutely. Um, and that's you know, and uh, this I had a, I took a, a real good time at Salford, and we had success, and I yeah. enjoyed it. Um, but I wanted to experience something else. And, um, you know, I didn't have any sort of like, oh, targeting, oh, what of this, what of this. Yeah. And I got a phone call about uh, Motherwell's uh, job. Someone um, had heard that Robert was leaving and um, they said, would you be interested? And I was like, yeah, I think, I think I would. So it was more like not really knowing exactly what I wanted next, yeah. but just seeing, actually, I've got a good feeling for that. And yeah. I, I go a lot off how I feel about things, mm-hmm. you know, because sometimes you can overthink a lot of stuff. Yeah, go with your head. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. I, and, I, and I think, you know, I, I did speak to Robert, you know, because, you know, no better person to speak to than the, the former manager. Um, I spoke to the board. Uh, I got a real good vibe from them that they were genuine people and it was, you know, a club that was, you know, very clear of its identity and its challenges and what we had to achieve you know to, to do and it was it was quite a clear job D- difficult and tough but honestly they're all tough uh, and it's uh, it's, ter- it's turned out you know i said this down a couple of months ago when he asked me about how i was feeling finding it and i just said it's turned out to be the job i hoped it would you know you go into a job and you go you know you hear things oh it's this and you build a picture and sometimes it can yeah. swerve and um, but it's pretty much gone, you know, and gone, no, I think this is the picture I saw it being. Yep. Um, and, I, and I think that's why the year's gone so quick, because I've, I've, honestly, even the really difficult moments, which it has been, I think coming back from that and seeing my team do that, it, that's the reward 
that you, that you work hard for? Like? I think it probably helped him as well that despite playing for Scotland, you never actually played in Scotland. So no. often when you hear managers getting linked to jobs, it's because they're former players or they're captains. Whereas, yeah. you know, coming up here, it's not as if you've got an affinity, a Dundee or a no. Celtic or a Rangers, you know, no. that's like... Yeah, yeah you know, I think, um, I think there was a, an intrigue maybe from people seeing what I was going to bring, but Absolutely. there was an intrigue from me about Scottish football yeah. as well. You know, so I was going to new grounds, you know, to 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 manage and coach and against new managers, you know, top top level managers and players and it, so it was it was quite new to me, probably ninety percent of it. I'm always aware of Scottish football and that because of my, you know because my history with the national team and everything and obviously I've got friends here that I played with uh, now managers or sure. s- still playing. Um but you know um you mentioned that you're, you're good friends with Callum Davidson. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. We actually played a, a bounce game against them yesterday for a back. So I was, right. I was sat with him for an hour after the game, like having a coffee because Chris Leggett played with him as well. So, right. But yeah. he's won two cups. Uh, so no pressure. Uh, I, 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 told, I told him something quit now, mate. That's it. Listen, <laughs> it ain't getting better than that. You know, <laughs> first first seems manager, two, two trophies in the top six. Yeah. Like, but honestly, I was. There's a real competitiveness between everybody in football, you know what I mean? Certainly managers and everything. But honestly, I was, I was dying for him to, to win them because I was actually speaking to Callum uh, quite a bit before I came up, but when I was managing Salford and he sure. took over the, you know, he got the job at St. Johnson. So I was talking to him before he took it, mm-hmm. you know, because he was telling me he was going for it and this, that, the other. And then, you know, we were, we were discussing things prior to me coming up here uh, just about his job, and he was just a little bit, you know, just he just wanted to chat really about things. And then I came up in, in, in January, <laughs> and we're competitors, and then all the phone stopped. Really? <laughs> yeah, but yeah. from both sides, you know, yeah. because we're both like, right, I want to be him, he wants to be me, we're, we're competing now. Yeah. Um, so, we, you know, the sort of that, that communication stopped for a few months because we, uh, we're what do you see? So, yeah, and that, that's it, you know, how do you, how do you talk to you? When you best make without talking about work, when yeah. it's it's all you tend to talk about as managers. It's a bit of a cliche, isn't it? Like people say there's no friends in football, and I hate that saying. Being somebody that's never been involved in football, yeah. come on. But I get it, especially when you use that example. Oh, there's not, honestly, it's not. I, I, I remember when they, they, I mean, they they come to us here, you know, in, I don't know, it was March, something like that, 3 0 here, wasn't it? And when they scored the first term, I turn around this morning, I see Cal jumping up and down the line. I'm like, <laughs> raging. Yeah, do you know what I mean? And I'm like, and uh, it, it was one of them where it was like, and you had to look at each other and shake hands, yeah, whatever, mate. But it's, uh, yeah. but, and then we, we actually, um, the, the one earlier this season, because my, my, our wives are good friends as well. Mm-hmm. So we were playing St. John's over there and we arranged to, to um, sort of see each other. Um, after the game, but it was very loose because we knew if one, if one, one it'd be yeah. like a one-way conversation. It wouldn't be. It'd just be like one's like doesn't want to rub it in, and the other yeah. one just don't want to speak. But one one, so it was like that's fine. Yeah, we'll right, okay. enjoy our mate. Yeah, so we so we went back to his house and had, had, had a couple of drinks. And it was good, like you know. So it's um, but it is there, there isn't honestly. I, I played against Callum because um, I played with Cal for I think about six years at, at, at Preston. At Preston. Yeah. And then I went to Burnley. And we were both, you know, um, when we played each other the next season, I was captain of Burnley, he was captain of Press. And, and I remember at the end of the game, you know, but it's none of this, you know, having a chat for the game and that, it was just like, <laughs> you know, yeah. raging because that. So you think you need that in you though, to be successful? I oh, definitely, yeah. yeah. I, I knew he'd boot me up in the air and I'd boot him up in the air. But, but I, I love, I, th- I think that's why we're, we're close. And I, when I think about my, my close friends from football, you know, like Chris Kelly and everything. I know that they were the people I was drawn towards as, as, as teammates because they'd do anything to win. Yeah. And they were proper competitors. Sure. Either with me or even against me, but yeah. they were true. Sure. And I, I like, you know, I like those sort of characters and I think that possibly what they see in me as well. But um, yeah, he's a, he's a great guy. He's a great guy. And he's, he, look, he's out, I know he's having a tough time, but it, without a doubt, he's going to have a successful career. Like, but, it's, um, but he's got a lot to follow up from last season. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I don't know how you follow that. Well, I, said, I, I said to him actually, I might as well just go back home now. Bad, 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 bad on him. Yeah. I mean, you just talked everything, you know what I mean? Nice. By doing that. Well, if I start you outside the stadium, you're going to be as well. I know, yeah. So, but listen, it was, 
You know, I, I, I said to him, I goes, I don't think you'll actually, that will sink in for another 10 years, what you've actually just oh, no achieved. No way, no way. It was, it was totally underplayed. Yeah. You know, he, he won more trophies than Stephen Gerrard. <laughs> yeah, I know. Totally underplayed. I know. But, you know, it's, but I think in management, this is, this is the, what I, I've noticed is, even you win a game, it's pretty much quickly just, you think about the next one. Yeah. So I, met, I remember ringing because, you know, I've, I've been fortunate to win a couple of promotions and everything. And certainly the second one was over. I didn't celebrate it enough. Okay. I was basically within 24 the hours yeah. talking about recruitment for the next season and all that lot. And I'm not sure. I shouldn't have done that for a week. Yeah. You, know, I should, I you should. need to enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. I, that was it. It was almost like we were straight back into it. And yeah. that whole year, so I, I said to it, I rang it, mate, get drunk for a week. <laughs> Don't talk to anyone about next year or anything. Just go out, celebrate, be with your family, do it. Don't feel guilty about milking it. Yeah. I goes, because totally. it's not every year you're going to win two trophies. Do you think that tells you that you struggle to switch off? You know, that you're straight uh, on to the next one? Like, when you go home at night, you're constantly thinking about football. Uh, honestly, it's... Um, my wife's still trying to get used to it now, eight, nine years down the line. Because um, that must be difficult, eh? Yeah. Must be really difficult. Yeah, yesterday, so I'll leave, I'll leave for work. Uh, well, actually, I left for work at um, six o'clock yesterday because I was, I was meeting a potential player. Okay. Um, it took me two hours to get into that. So I did that and then sold out, you know, before anyone was, was awake. I got back about from work about seven half seven, and I got the laptop out. And I was, uh, and she goes, "What are you doing? You haven't played the game for two weeks. You haven't got another game for." I goes, "But you know, what? work is still there." And she goes, "That's what it is. Yeah. It is you. You never get to the end of the day and you and you finished. You just put the work off for the next day. Sure. You know, you never get to the, the bottom of the piles." <laughs> I, I think that's a common misconception as well with the general public that they think. Footballers have an easy life or football managers, you know, yeah. you're in for a couple of hours a day and then you're out in that West End drinking coffee. <laughs> no, 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 yeah. it's not. Look, it's what you make it. You yeah. know, you, if you wanted to, you could come in, tickle all whilst you take training and bugger off if you wanted to. Yeah. But that's not how you get success, is <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, that, that's it. And, and, you know, so it's, you know, you put it onto other people and all that sort of stuff. But no, it's, it's, um, it is all consuming, but I do, even if it wasn't, I think, in my past, in my playing career, I was all consumed even with playing career. So we trained for 90 minutes, but my training day was a lot longer than that. I was prepared early, I'd stay late, go to the gym, all that sort of stuff. So I, I, I love football. It's not, it doesn't seem like work to me, if yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah, but totally. some of it does. Yeah. But if you're but, enjoying it, it's Yeah, like, that, that's awesome. the thing. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's, 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 I, I want to do it. You're yeah. not waking up on a Sunday night and thinking, oh, no, I need to go to the office tomorrow. No, no, I'm not. That's it. I'm, yeah. I, uh, yeah. And what I've killed me, but I'm like, oh, I'm looking forward to it. You know, we had the week off, you know, we did winter break, so we had a week off. And like, yeah, I was but itching. To do. Yeah, no, but I was itching. No, it was good for the break because I had a complete few days, but two days before, I'm like, get me back in. Yeah, I still yeah. want to go back to work because, you know, I, I, I do, I do love it. I think um, it, it doesn't, even though it is long hours and a lot, it doesn't. I know what real work is. I've seen my dad work for 40 years driving a lorry. lorry yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. going out at three in the morning and all that. My brother does it now and all that. So that's what I would consider real work. Captain. Yeah. Uh, uh, you, uh, not to say that, I'm sure you'd say that yourself, but it's like you're in a privileged position and yeah. you need to appreciate that as well. Yeah. yeah. I, I think. Yeah, I, look, I, I, I'm lucky because I feel I feel lucky that I'm in this business. But I know I've worked hard to be in this as well. Yeah. But I know there's millions of people who would love to be in this role, which sure. you're know, in football playing and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So, you know, how many how many uh, boys and girls have kicked the kids football around their childhood? You know, with dreams and all that. Sort of, and, and it's only a tiny percentage that actually get to do that. Yeah. I was incredibly fortunate to. So I have 24 years as a footballer doing that. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's a long career as well. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, it is. You know, but I, I never really thought of that until I stopped. Yeah. And then I went, well, that was quite a long time, that 24 years. But yeah. I didn't want to do anything else. Sure. You know what I mean? I was just like, oh, why, why would I want to stop? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to try and do everything to carry on. That, that's, that's how I felt. And I, I feel the same now. I, 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 lo- I love my day. I love it. Do you feel as a manager that, you know, I don't know if managers use themselves as role models, right? But for example, if you're going into the third part changing room and you're looking at boys that maybe aren't 
applying themselves 100% when yeah. you first get there. And you know that you've played into your 40s, you've yeah. get, played over a thousand games yeah. in, in football, you know, it's, would you use those examples and say to the players, look, you could play to your 40, you, mm. you just need to give it more? I don't know. How do you get that across to people who aren't in the same mindset as you are? Yeah, I, I, I do. I, I don't do it often, like with using my own career. Cause I'm, yeah. I, you don't want to like try to pat yourself on the back yeah, and all that yeah. lot, and I'm not, I'm not exactly, but if I can... But you know it's worked. You yeah, know, it's, it, it's, it, but, I, but I also admit that I wasn't always that player. Okay. You know what I mean? So what I was in my 30s, so in my 30s and, and you know, going on to the late part of my career, you know, people knew me for my, my, my professionalism, my fitness, and all this. But if you spoke to my managers when I was 19, 22, yeah. tw- they go, that worked. Yeah, it's a maturity, isn't it? Yeah, yeah I love yeah. playing. So I love training every day. I never shirked training or anything like that. But I didn't live like a professional footballer. Sure. I didn't, you know, but it was a different era as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I enjoyed myself. Um, and I, uh, so I didn't, um, I thought just playing. Training every day would be enough. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. You have to do a lot of stuff before. You have to yeah. live your life in a certain way and make sacrifices. So, and and I probably in my mid twenties took took my career for granted a yeah. little bit, and it was just going. Yeah. And you get comfortable. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, but I I, I recognise that in myself. Sure. I, I I actually at the time and I, I needed to make a change, and I, and I spoke to the manager of playing for the time. I, Change my position. I wanted to play in a different position where I felt suited me better. I wanted to try and play at a high level, so I said I was just going to let my contract run out. This, that, the other. But um, I, I just going back to your question about talking to players now. I do, but I I, I do use it, um, and I do try to talk them into um, being more than what they are, and always. Yeah. Believing they could be more what they are and just being the best case of themselves, and I'm quite uh, pers- I persevere with that because a manager did that with me in sure. my late twenties. And if he hadn't off, I think I could have stayed that player I was in the early twenties. So what manager was it? Uh, David Moyes. Right. Okay. So sure. And he was at Preston. Yeah, he yeah. was at Preston, yeah. and. Um, he saw me, saw me press it and it was, it was strange because like at 27, I was like, I'd only played in the bottom two divisions and I needed to change something. I needed to go. I, I felt I had the ability to play at a high level, but I didn't really know what I had to do yep. to do that. Yeah. And when I spoke to him, he basically, he didn't tell me how good it was. He told me, he told me my negative points okay. a little bit. He said, yeah, you do that, but you don't do this, you don't do that, and like, you're not this. Hoping it will play in your mind, then you want well, to Well, yeah. you know, it might have put a lot of players off, I don't know, but it was ex- the exact thing I needed to hear, the exact, exact point where I was in my career. If I was 23, I might have gone, I'm sorry, you, you don't rate me. Yeah. But at 27, I was going, well, I might need to play for you, yeah. regardless of where you are. And I, I, so I signed for him, and I thought it'd be about a month of him getting into me, and then that'd be this. Yeah. It, it wasn't. It was like two years, every day, every week. Boom. That's amazing. And I'll be honest, I wasn't the easiest to to, to receive that message. Sometimes mm-hmm. I wanted it, but I sort of yeah. You know it's I mean? not easy if you're doing that every day. Is yeah. It? So, um, but he persevered with me. He had patience. He saw a better player than me and a better professional and all this stuff. And it took a long time, but the penny did drop. Yeah. And then. It just my career went the other way, that's and um, and also that's my reference point for when if I don't be on if I'm not honest with a player trying to get him better and help him, then I'm doing I'm, that's what I'm here for. Yeah. I'm to, I'm here, that that's what my I'm here to serve him to make him a better player. Yeah, and try. He might not like me right now, but five years down the line, he might. Yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, and I'd rather be appreciated five years later than liked on that day because I've given him an easy time. That Did you ever hang up your boots and go back to David Moyes and say, thanks very much? Uh, yeah, listen. But is that like, no, I'm not giving him that. No, no, I didn't. No, no, listen, I, I have to look. I, if I really need um, clear advice, I, he, he's, uh, you know, who I'll speak to because um, I spoke to him when, a couple of times, you know, in my playing career. Um, I certainly when I retired and had coaching opportunities and I, I spoke to him there, I spoke to him about this job. Yeah. Um, you know, so, because I know he'll be honest with me. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's what you need. Uh, and yeah. that's it. And, I, and I, put, I, I like that. And um, and I know he'll always want the best for his, you know, his players, his staff, this, that, the other. And, but he wants to tell you what you want to hear. Yeah. But what that's you good. need to hear. And I think that's, I, I, I like people like that. You know, I, I think it's, it's good. So, um, so I, 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 listen, I have, you know, um, you know, I gave him one of my Scotland caps when I, you know, big, oh, which, um, you know, cause, but I wouldn't, there's no way I'd play for Scotland if I'm, I'm sorry for not, not a chance. So, okay. um, I, I am not. Brilliant. No. I look at the mother of team just now and I think, you know, there's, there's been a lot of players that you've done similar with since you've come in in the last year, you know, mm. we spoke about this before we started recording, but there's so many players that they've just turned their game around. I mean, I think the obvious one from a Marlowe fan's point of view is Tony Watt. You know, he's, he's always had that potential. This season, he's, he's been a totally different player than we've ever seen. Yeah. Is, he, is he someone who needs a, an arm in the shoulder and, and told that he can do better? Yeah, it's, I think all players want a nice arm around the shoulder. Yeah. I think sometimes they need uh, to the other end. Yeah. Um, so I think it's a bit of both. I think, I think um, so we, we me or my staff, I try to give players what they need, not what they want. Yeah. So, you know, because I think, uh, you know, I'll balance it all, but I think we've, uh, I've got, um, I, I can see talent in, in, in all players and I can see their positives and I, I try to um, focus and concentrate on the positives, but then go, well, what can we add? What, what's just missing from his game? Because none of us are perfect. Yeah. You, know, you know, I needed things, I, I, I never attained things as, as a player. There was certain things beyond my reach, but there were certain things I could definitely improve, but I needed a manager to maybe either highlight that verbally and just say this and refocus your mind or you know actually put things in place on the training pitch to do that and I think we've we've done that we've tried to do that with a lot of players you know not just Tommy but everybody that we've worked with so far but I think Tommy obviously because he scored the goals yeah. and it's a, a contrast from, from week four and you know but that was a bit of um, hard truth and, and that when, when I spoke to him you know because I left him out of the the St. John's again, it's actually, yeah, yeah. And um, I can't you know, imagine he's the player that take that well either, but no, he did. No, no, he was upset. And, yeah. and, but listen, I'd rather the player be upset and, and because he wants to, he's desperate to play. Look, Tommy's not missed a training session for me it, it, since I've been here yeah. or a game, I don't think, apart from that one. But I left him out. And, and I just said, look, it's really simple, Tommy, that playing front and, and it's about numbers. Yeah, you, you have to. Yeah, listen, you have to link the play and work hard for us and all that. But at the end of the season, we're we're going to be just on points, goals, etc. And you're you're in the team to be sharp and score goals. Yeah, and you're not. I said, but we we do things in training, so we we do little tactical things and we do little small side games and have stipulations and conditions that try to encourage that. And to be fair to Tony, you know, he going on in that game scored. That's right. So almost like. Yeah. Up your scaffold. <laughs> yeah. Great. That's what you want. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah. All I'm fussed about is the end result and, <laughs> exactly. and the performance. Um, and uh, but he, what he did, he took he took on board what we were doing in training. He understood why we were doing certain things in training, and he was hitting the target more, and he was being a little bit more selfish. You know, and, and I say selfish in the right way. Yeah. That I, I think their first thought should can I score? Now, if it's no because there's a man right for me, then you play it off. It, yeah. But you must have a first thought of can I score. And I think Tony's first thought before was can I set someone up or can I dribble? Yeah. So we just absolutely yeah. So I just try to refocus his first thought. Can I get the shot off? Can I hit the target? Yeah. Look, it's it's the player that goes on and does it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So okay, we've helped him, but it's the player that goes over the line and deserves the credit. But that was a just a thing. I think I think all players. I think. When players get to a professional level, they're good players. Yeah. There's no such thing as a crap professional football player. Yeah. You don't get there. In the whole yeah. scheme of things, yeah. there's lots of different levels. But if you've got to be a professional footballer, you've overcome a load of challenges all the way and been the best, the best, the best, the best, and then you come to a point where all the best come together and be professionals. So there's talent in all, all, all players, I, I think. And it's just about refocusing players' minds on what they're good at and what, what they're in the team for and, and the stuff like that. So we've done it with defenders, about being defenders first and, yeah. and you know, racking clean sheets or winning their little challenges or stopping cross. It's basics of football, but it's yeah. what they're in the team for. 
to do. You know, so you know, I could, I could as a manager, um, uh, you know, have great press conferences and put on great training sessions. But if I don't win games, that's the point. Then yeah. I'm not doing my job. So I, I go right. Got win games because that's what I'm here for. Got the manager first. Yeah, yeah. So it's the same as players. Yeah. So you know, you know, goalkeeper makes saves. No, it's it's quite that's quite right. It's quite simplistic that, but you know, we try we try to focus players' minds on what's important. If we get all them doing that through the team, hopefully it creates a winning a winning team. So I think um, you know we haven't improved Tommy's touch or we're just probably refocusing his mind on what he can do with his tongue Mm -hmm. and. um, but this, I think there's other good players that in our squad that have, have made similar improvements, Yeah. but maybe not getting the headlines because it's, it's not a lot. Who would you say has made the most significant improvements? If you had to name a couple. Um, don't name one, they'll teach us pet. <laughs> I mean, no, no, it's, uh, I don't know, well, if, I'll tell you what, if I went through, uh, the, like, so Tommy is a, is a striker, you know, because, you know, he was here day one, who was, who was Barry Maguire in midfield, Fantastic. So I'm yeah. going to go from my day one, so not players this evening, so day one. I think Barry Maguire is a similar um, sort, of, uh, sort of way of speaking to it. So he was on the periphery, he was doing things you could see, he had the talent. Yep. But there was something missing and I had to work out what was missing. Yeah. Brilliant guy, brilliant trainer. Yep. Puts absolutely everything into his training and, and his game lives like a football, you know, top pro. He was missing a killer instinct for me, as in going to that chance. 100%. Yeah. Fully. Yeah. You're not going to get more. Barry doesn't want to make a mistake and in the best way. And I suppose when you're at that stage and you're you're on the other side of making mistakes, if you get that chance. Yeah, I think so. It's impossible to play a game of football not making a mistake. It's impossible. There's not a player that's walked on the pitch and done absolutely everything right. It's yeah. not happened. So, similar to, to Tommy, I spoke with Baz and we were, I said, I said, I want you to pass forward, I want you to create, I want you to, if you give it away, so what? Yeah. Don't, I felt he was playing safe all totally. the time. Totally. Safe. But, yeah. And I said, go for it. If you give it away, I don't care. But be a, have a positive mindset, go for it. And I goes, go for tackles. But some, some you're going to miss, you're going you're gonna to get a booking or something. Yeah. But live on the edge a little bit. Yeah. Live on the edge a little bit more. And you know, and, and so probably with Baz we refocused his mind. Yeah. You know, we haven't made him any fitter or better technically that we just focus his mind on what his talents are. He, he's a really talented footballer. Yeah. A really talented footballer. But you have to have a bit of an edge, I think, to be a professional. A top yeah. professional. Yeah. So um and I'd say at the back, um, Oh, Ricky Lamy's a different player, isn't he? Yeah. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, yeah because I, it, it's hard for me because I, I I watched a couple of games before I took the job and um, uh, sort of interviewed job because I wanted to try and give a bit of feedback about what I see and what I do. But I didn't go back ten games because I had maybe twenty four hours to to prepare. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Couldn't do it. So I watched a couple of games. So I did see all the players and I did go back. So and. When I spoke to Robbo about the job, I didn't. I didn't go right. What about this individual? What about because I wanted to go in with clear, clear eyes, fresh start for everybody, and um, so I couldn't really talk about players from before or what they were like before. And um, obviously, the team it was obvious because the results are right there in front of you. But um, for me, from day one, because uh, Bevis was in the team, yeah, um, and we felt he had the attributes, but he was a little bit. Um, Erratic, yeah, and um, it was quite raw, wasn't it? Raw, yeah, raw and erratic, and he had the the, the, the natural talents and abilities, but we just had to uh, simplify and clean his game up, and and, and just give clear expectations from what we wanted from him, and yeah. and say if you do the basics well enough for us, that's enough. You yeah. haven't got to be this beyond and all this stuff. So he's done that. I think Ricky's. Done, I think Nathan McGinley has as well. So I would like to think you know. Some players won't work under us because yeah. attributes, some sure. will. Yeah. And, and I think from day one to day now, obviously, because there was a turnover in the summer, I think the players with us now are the ones that we knew could help us and and flourish under us through their characteristics, their talent, their, their professionalism, whatever it was. And, and others have moved on that we felt probably wouldn't. 
Yeah. And, I think and that's that's field, that's But we don't want to keep players that won't play. Yeah. You know, that, that's not fair on them either. So yeah. that's what we're trying to do. So those probably couple of players that because they, they were around the team or in the team when, when we got him. And I think any Malibu fan will tell you, you know, huge fans of Stephen Robinson and the job that he done. Yeah. When you did come in, you know, it was inheriting a, a sinking ship. To, to be polite, you know, and, and you kept us up. You, you touched on it there. You didn't bring in your own players in the summer. And it probably now feels like your team. Yeah, but what's, what I am... Um, yeah, look, it, it was a difficult moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. Obviously, when I spoke to the board, you know, I could, thought I can see the lead table right in front of me. You know, I didn't have to come and speak to one about <laughs> for that. So, and um, but <clears throat> excuse me, I, I looked at everything uh, and I looked at and thought, well, could I help? Could could I make a difference? I felt I could. Me and Chris coming in and with the the, the staff already in there and the players, I thought there was talent in there. And to be fair to Robbo, he said, he said, look, it's a talented squad. We just lost our way a little bit, but it's a talented squad. And I could see that. And But what, what I tried to, you know, and I tried to do this with the players straight away, was make it clear to them that you're my, that it was my team. The day I became manager, it was my team. Mm-hmm. I couldn't say, I was, it's my team. Yeah. That's it. So I was going to be judged on whether we won games or, or lost games or whatever. Um, so I wanted the players to feel like that, that they, they were with me and I was with them. Um, but yeah, it was it was difficult and we didn't win our, in our first three games, but they were different. You know, yeah. Look, we had one day for the centenary game. Yeah. I felt we had, the players did we're really well. That, yeah, yeah, I thought, I thought we did quite well, seeing we only had one training session, but then we had the, the whole week to build up to the Rangers game at home. And that was more like a performance that I could see. But the players were willing to actually yeah, go on. with it. And, it was, uh, and to be fair, we had a, a good draw against them. And then we got beat at Aberdeen. Uh, we had 10 men, um, but got beat 2-0. So it was like, well, we picked up two points yeah. in the first three games. We need to start winning yeah. ASAP because, yeah. uh, you know, it was going against it. But then... Um, and that, we, Ross Capney was the first win. Um, it was, uh, and I remember us being one 0 down at half time. And one of the things I mentioned to the board at the time was the team hadn't scored an equaliser all season. You know, yeah, you, you, I remember sitting in the stands and thinking, if we go down, we go behind, we're not coming back. Yeah, so yeah. It, it hadn't. So that's it in whatever many games. Yeah, the team hadn't actually scored an equaliser. Yeah. You know, once it one Surrender. goal down, buff, that's it. Yeah. And um, I don't use a lot of uh, stuff from the past or negative from the past, but this time I, I wanted to because I, I thought I had to challenge it because I don't know if the players were aware of that. So Is that a psychological thing in, in their minds? You know, well, I don't know if they were yeah. actually aware of that stat. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. I only did it because I, I did my research on the team and what it had done. So I looked at everything, you know, you know how they lost games, you know, times they'd scored, times they hadn't scored, you know. Yeah. So the second half of games was pretty poor, hardly any goals scored, you know, never scored me. So I said to the player that time, how many times have you scored me goals that come from behind? And they look, I went, zero, zero. So we have to change it now, or? What was the reaction to that? Were they, were they yeah, probably went one, two, one. <laughs> so that's <laughs> the only reaction I was bothered about. You know what I mean? But I just, I, I, sometimes you can go along. Like I said, I think um, what, with the individuals, the players, focusing their minds. I think I just focused their minds on that and I actually challenged the team to do something they haven't done all season. Yeah. And I thought that was a, a massive, you know, you talk about turning points in, in season, and that, but we knocked that off our back. Yeah. That we haven't come from behind. Well, we scored an equal and we went on to win the game. Mm-hmm. That, was a, that was a massive one for us, yeah. uh, you know, in that in that game, to, to do it in that manner. Not 3-0 win, and we could, but we actually come from behind as well, 1-2-1. And that was like, I thought, then we got a bit of belief and momentum. Yeah, there was a string there, wasn't there? Was yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, yeah. And I, listen, I know I, I've been there as a player and you, it's a black cloud over you. Mm-hmm. And, you can't, and we tried to you know, clear, clear that way and just talk about positives and everything. That was probably one of the only negatives I actually spoke to the team about. Yeah. But I felt at that time in the game it had to happen. And then, um, you know, we, we, we did quite well and we got the points that we needed to do to, you know, be, be safe a few before the end of the season. But, um, yeah, it was. It, was uh, it must have been a very strange time as well, Graham. You know, coming in and there's no fans in the stadium for a while. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it, look, we we sort of got used to it a little bit. I mean, I, 
wouldn't say you sick because COVID happened. Everyone got, you know, our season down in England, you know, got knocked on the head. Yeah. Um, then I had five games at, at Solford and then left there. You know, so yeah. I didn't get that much um, sort of time to actually experience games without crowds. So then I came up here and it was, it was there and it was, yeah, it was rubbish. You know what I mean? That, that side of it, you know what I mean? But I didn't know if it was a hindrance to us or a help because the pressure is immense when you're at the bottom. Yeah. I was like, supporters feeling that anguish and especially Fab Park yeah focus out is yeah but I, you know, obviously I didn't know that so, you know or experience that so I didn't know if it actually helps or hinders us you know not having that added pressure and the, the supporters you know what I mean I, I don't know I, yeah. I still don't know um, but I think now you look at Fab Park and the, the home results have been incredible yeah. you know with the fans being back in as well yeah yeah no look I see now when it's it doesn't even have to be full to, to seem like it's full which yeah. I quite like about our stadium, you know, it's, um, the atmosphere is, is really good, you know, and um, even if it's not full, but when it is full, it's, it's brilliant. But I, I, I love the atmosphere, but I think you have to, you have to trigger that atmosphere, you have to light fire under it sometimes, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think the players have done that with their, the way they've gone about games, you know what I mean? And, and won, which is big. I think yeah. everyone feels good about themselves, and that's what our target is every, every match day, is to feel good about ourselves going home. And, and make everyone else feel good, and, yeah. and I think we've done that generally um, at home, uh, and it adds to I think the feel good factor for the players. Yeah. We all like a pat on the back, don't we? And yeah. we all love a cheer and, and stuff like that, and being applauded off the pitch. I think it's massive, and I think the the players certainly feel that um, that sort of emotion coming from the from the crowd, and it certainly helps in the way we want to play because we want to play up and at home and aggressive and I think the crowd getting behind us is Absolutely. sort of helps us play like that you know? I think one man that certainly gets the crowd on their feet and you're responsible for bringing them to you so I don't know if that's a, a good thing or a bad thing who's that? Big Kev Big Kev <laughs> <laughs> that's a good thing it's incredible it's a, it's a, it's a great, it's, I think it's a good thing I, I just thought I managed Kev at Scumdorp he was actually on loan when I got there he was at, at, he'd, uh, he'd gone back to Holland and uh, I rang him up in the summer and said look I want you to come back and Let's see how we get on because I think he, he didn't get on with the previous manager or, or the anyway. But, um, and I, 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 you know, I watched clips of him before I got him, and I was like, How's he at Scumbro? Yeah, you know what I mean? That, I remember honestly, doing the tag, it was like yeah. the what was it, the Bergkamp, the Bur- budget Bergkamp. Yeah, yeah, so no, but <laughs> we kept you know, and, and he's capable of everything and nothing. Yeah. And I've said this again, and I mean, yeah. you know what I mean? So I'm not, I'm not more concerned about his maximum, more concerned about where his minimum is, mm-hmm. because it can't ever drop below a certain standard and nothing. But Kev's one of those guys we talk about like a perfectionist in his head, he wants everything to be great and, and done like mistakes mm-hmm. and this and the other. But so which I mean, everyone makes mistakes. Every single player. Don't get yourself down. Yeah, it's that's it. So it's just about this. So, um, but yeah. I tried to sign him. He got sold against my wishes at Scumdor. Um I tried to sign him at Salford, um, but he, he went to he went back to Scumdor. <laughs> funnily enough, um, and then he kept he became available in the summer. I spoke to Dave, I spoke with Kev, and you know, I just felt he had the platform that we could give him being in the Premiership. Yeah. I think he enjoys. I think he likes. He likes the big stage. He likes the big stage. He likes the the atmosphere, the big games. He he, uh, he likes the challenge. I thought being able to not have Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday for ten months would help him. You know, that must be tiring for some. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that, but I just felt the platform and the stage of of the Scottish Premiership and what he he was coming into the right way. He knows how we work. I know him. and listen, we're not best of friends. It's getting, you know, I get under his skin, he gets under mine sometimes, you know what I mean? But I, but I think we trust each other, uh, where it's coming from. So if I'm criticizing you know, or I've got something to say, he knows it's... Because you want the best of Yeah, that, that's yeah. what it is. And um, But I know what he's capable of, yeah. he, you know what I mean? And um, he's brilliant because he's a really likeable lad as well. Yeah, he, seems, he seems hilarious. He's, he's great. <laughs> the, the lads love him, you know, the staff love him, you know, yeah. you know people who don't know, who haven't known him before, you know, the, He's a genuine guy. He's a funny guy. He's a, but he, he immensely talented. Do you know what I mean? But um, so 
I, th- I think he, uh, you know, um, he gives a little bit of X factor. Absolutely. You know, I mean, listen, yeah. but I have to stress to him that he has to do the bread and butter stuff as well. You know, we can't just wait for the X factor stuff. He has to buy into how the team plays, how we press, how we work defensively. You know, I mean, I know it's they're unsexy words. Yeah. They're unsexy for Kev. You know what I mean? They are, you know what I mean? He's, but I want to get the ball and make someone chip it over someone's head and that. You know, and there's times for that, you yeah. know, when you're getting yourself out of trouble. Yeah. But we have to work out. You know, we, we, we can't play with 10 men or something like that. And to be fair, it took a bit of time because he's had a difficult time physically, you know, um, with injuries in that in the last year or so. So we knew it'd take him a bit of time to get up to speed. But yeah, he's he's... he's a brilliant player, yeah, a great guy, brilliant player, and um, you know we're, we're we're happy to have him. But I think he's supported really well by the the structure and the team around him. I think he's he's often get a, a red card in him as well, which you you've got your uh, history with referees since you came up here after. So. Yeah, I, I, look, what it was, right? I, I, I just picture that you've got a dartboard in the house, right? You change the ref on it every week. I think it's the other way around, mate. I think the ref's got dartboards at home with me on it. <laughs> and they're doing that. So, do you know what? Like, look, I think um, I, I, emotional with football, I, I mean, I, I'm quite, I'm a, I, I feel I'm a, away from competing. I'm a really calm guy and laid back. But as soon as I'm competing, it's like, yeah. you know, the, the fire's lit and everything. And it's hard to come away, and I, and I have come away from it as a manager because I have to. You know, it's not. It's about my thoughts and my decisions and stuff like that. But I need to feel the game. I, I, you know what I mean? I yeah. need to. You know, I love football. If I was just standing there like a on a geography teacher, you know, just writing down notes or something like that, I, I, well, where's my job? I love the game, um, and, and and I think I've behaved in exactly how I behaved in England. There's maybe a different tolerance level up Scotland yeah. so I've had to adjust to that as well you know what I mean it's not me coming and going well up here it's this that you know I've gone right okay there's the levels there's it's you know that that's where I can communicate or to a certain level and then I have to stop or be quiet or do so so I'll try to adjust I feel I feel I have made those adjustments I've spoke to the head of referees about you know how I am but how I try to be better and yeah. and, and give the the fourth it's not so much that I think it's the fourth I've had issues with. Absolutely. Because they're right next to you. Yeah, but so what I've done is I've I've changed that box. I thought I've, you moved that to the closer to the professional. No, 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 if you see, I actually stand at the opposite end. So the box <laughs> yeah, was, the, the box was about ten yards <laughs> long. Yeah. I, no, it's not long enough. And it's <laughs> now twenty yards long and I stand right at the top corner. I think the force really appreciate that. <laughs> I think it allows me to concentrate on what I need to concentrate on. So I was getting distracted as well, so I'll, I'll, listen, I had myself to blame once more. Thought some of my was hardly dealt with. Totally agree. Um, so, but there's a balance. So, um, yeah. So, Does your number two ever pull you and say, "I think Greza, you need to calm down"? All the time. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna get sent off. Uh, <laughs> I won't tell you what I say at the time, but he knows me really well. You know, what I mean? listen, Chris is a competitor, and sometimes because like, you have to say something because you know what I mean. So. He understands that, and then uh, and sometimes then we get Hinchy or, or Laz or someone to, yeah. to do it. So it's uh, but we just want to, you know, look with passion. And I think that generally the, the officials are good guys, you know, what I mean, um, and sometimes we put them under unnecessary pressure and stuff like that. But um, so I've tried to take myself as far away from that as possible. So you see me, I stand at the opposite end of all the boxes to try and get out of the road. Yeah, yeah, and it's the same with, excuse me, I've, I've said the same to Kev, you know, Kev. Is a competitor and he wants to win, but some of his bookings are, uh, you know, unnecessary. Yeah. Um, so we've tried to uh, manage that without taking away that competitive side of him. Um, but he's a passionate guy as well, and it's, you know, it's we're not angels. We're not. Yeah. Uh, it's something that we we do respect. You know, the officials. How but much? Do, how much do you look at your your win percentage? The reason I ask you this, right? I wrote this down because I seen Mother announced your new contract to twenty twenty five the other week. 47.8 win record. Yeah. The best mother manager, John Hunter, he's got a stand named after him. The best mo- wow. mother manager ever won the league, yeah. 47.65. Is that right? That's right. Right, okay. So um, I'm expecting you to win the league. I'm, ex- <laughs> I'm expecting a stand named after him. <laughs> yes, that'd be good, yeah. And he was yeah. here from 1911 to 1946, so you should stay for about 30 or 40 years. It's <laughs> <or something. laughs> so, more alive in 30 or 40 years, so I'll be buzzing, but. Um, <laughs> No, I, I don't. I don't look at it. I, I know people might 
uh, thing online, but you don't. You do, um, at, at, uh, maybe when you leave a job, and you, you look back and go, right, what do we do there? How do we do it? And all this stuff. But like I said, when you win a game, you just go, oh, next game. It's yeah. the same as that. It, it's, it, honestly, it's just that. And you, you try to get momentum and you just concentrate on the next game and then you look back. And so I didn't know that until Alan showed me yeah. the honest part, like the, the, the record or something like that. And I was going, right, that's good. It means we're winning games, which is good. Um, and that's what it is. You know, it's, it seems like, so I played for 24 years and did those things. If you walked in my house, you wouldn't know, uh, you know, ex-football lived there. There's nothing. Right. There's nothing, no. I've got more, you know, caps, you know, I, I only won a few medals, a couple of medals, but, you know, shirts, all that, like, they're all packed away and all that sort of stuff because they're a bit in the past. Maybe one day I'll sit there and go, oh, let me just yeah. look back and, and sort of enjoy it, but I'm too bothered about the future and, and looking at to see that, but, Look, there's, I said to Alan uh, and Jim McMahon, the chairman, that they've been brilliant with me and 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 supported me in every way a manager needs to be supported. And what I would say, you know, and I said, I said to them, one man cannot win games or help the team win it. It's a team. I'm massive believer in the team. Everything we do is together. The team, we never have separation. It's always together. I believe in that, but it's the same off the pitch. We have to be together. Chefs, groundsmen, the, the, the chairman, kit, kit man, could, we have to do things together. So, like Tommy is getting a lot of um, accolades because he's the top scorer, but there's a load of great performances Absolutely. around him and in the other position. And the same as me and Manager, I will get either the stick, which I'm happy to take because I know it's part of my responsibility to do that. Uh, and the credit if it's going well but by no means is that down to me you know what I mean yeah. 100% I know how difficult this job is and one man cannot do it um, so I look at that with a sense of pride that we've got everyone to come together to, to win games you know it's the reason I bring that up Graham is because you know you, you mentioned you know getting the step up you know taking the credit when it goes well and I think maybe this is partly because the games were behind closed doors but no disrespect that I feel that Motherwell fans took time to realise the good job that you were doing. Yeah. And now that you know you've seen the announcement the other day, you're staying until twenty twenty five, hopefully yeah. touch with. Yeah. All the comments there were extremely positive, you know, well, delighted, totally over the moon. And that's gradually changed, but it took a bit yeah. of time. I'll be honest, um it that's been the case every even as a player. Right. Honestly, I, I can I hundred percent at all the clubs. I mean, I only played four clubs for 24, in 24 years. So I, I, I felt I'm a, a little guy, but I actually really enjoyed playing for the clubs I played for. But the club, the fans didn't, they were like... Where'd you put that oh, down I, 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 I don't think I'm a spectacular guy or, <laughs> you know, a sexy guy in that way. You know, I don't, I don't go in for big statements or gimmicks of, you know, kiss the badge and false. Yeah. Stuff like that. I, I I think it's more important to have substance and longevity and consistency. Uh, and you know, I, I think I value those things more than easy wins or quick wins. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I don't go looking for those quick wins straight away and get everyone on. So I just I want people to respect my work or yeah. respect me as a player for what I do, not what I say I'm going to do. Absolutely. You know what I mean? If that makes sense. No, totally. Um, makes sense. So, and I think as well, I'm not saying that the football we've played hasn't been sexy football, but I think as well, you know, we've got results through working hard. You know, it's not necessarily been free flowing, spreading no. the ball about. No. And I think when people watch football, that's kind of what they, they yeah. want. But ultimately, at the end of the day, as a Marvel fan, you want results. And we've got them. You know, you look at the last calendar year, yeah. we're third behind Celtic and Rangers yeah. and points total. Uh, and look, it's. it's I go back to my own career and, I, and I, could, I could play, I could pass the ball, had no pace, <laughs> no physical strength, really. I was aggressive, but I could pass the ball really well and I, could, I, could, I was quite an intelligent player, I felt. Okay, so... And you could score penalties and free kicks. Uh, yeah, yeah, but that was, yeah, yeah. So, but I, th I, th I felt that I, I, I couldn't just rely on that. You know, I had to work my balls off. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I didn't think I was super talented to go, I'm just gonna, 
I didn't, I had to work my balls off to, to, to get any success. Any team that I played in that won, that was successful, worked their balls off. We, you know what I mean? And that's, and I, we all work, 99% of footballers are from working class families. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like some dad, I saw my dad getting up at three o'clock. Well, I didn't see him. I was snoring. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Yeah. He, was, he was gone. You know, before we'd even woken up. And he'd get back at eight o'clock at night. And he'd gone again. So all well, you see is graft, graft, graft. So you, it's what you, you are. It's what you believe in. You know what I mean? And, and But I need to see, I need to see a team that I can see working out. Yeah. You can't tell me that we've got, we haven't got a talented group of players, you know, with the players you've got in, people like Sean Goss, Ken mm-hmm. Ravine, so, you know what I mean, Cam Slattery, people like that. These lads are good, good footballers, mm-hmm. but without working hard. Yeah, you're getting over. It's, I'm telling you, the best teams in the world around the city is Liverpool. They work their nuts off. They work their nuts off. So if, if the best players in the world can do it, be successful why can't we so um, Motherwell is a working class town you know what I mean it's it's not a fancy damn place yeah, you know what I mean everyone in Motherwell has to work hard for their their living they want to come and see I th- I believe a group of people that are working just as hard as them to, to achieve things and yeah. uh, that, that's um, I just I can't watch my, my team not work even if it's training but we had a bounce game yesterday, and I'm losing my shit. You know what I mean? And it's, it don't, there's no points in that because there's I'm a couple of referees. Yeah, I, no, 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 no. But there was a couple of players that I didn't feel working hard. And, but there's, there's no, there was nothing on the game as in things. But that's it. So you've got. Yeah, that, that's it. That's it. Max out. I use those words all the time. Max out. Just max out. You know what I mean? Spoke to players today. If you want an easy day, if you want a chilled out day, wait till you're tired or dead. That's it. <laughs> you know what I mean? That, it's not going to be here. We're going to work. And that, but I feel there's a value in that. I think players feel better for themselves. I think you go home knowing that you've worked hard that day and you've done your best. That's in whatever you do. Yeah. I think it's a great feeling to have. I think it's a badge of honour to have that you know you've done your best. I think, um, I don't think you should have to work hard. I think you want to work hard. Yeah, you know, and there's a definite so. Yeah, I think yeah. there is. I think there is. And I, and I think, so our team, I, I think, I, I think it does mirror me and Chris, and I think it mirrors Motherwell. Yeah. I think, I, and um, we won't always win. I know that. Yeah, I know that. But even when we, if we get beat, when we, get, we have to get beat a certain way, and that's given everything we've got. And um, I would like to say over the last year that there's been a tiny amount of occasions where we've got beat and we haven't worked hard. You know, it's not happened that often. Mm-hmm. So I will take that yeah. from the players. Do you know what I mean? So um, that, that's where it is. So, but like, yeah, the, the, you know, look, I'm not on any social media. So you're saying that message like, you know, listen, my boy is, my wife is, or, well, basically everyone around me is, you know what I mean? But apart from me, but I don't, I don't go looking for positive messages because I know around the corner, there's the other side yeah. and I want to keep a balance on my life. I know what, um, what I value, I, I, I value good work, being respected for that work, winning. Yeah. <laughs> See what I mean? And and being a competitor, I know as a player that I honestly I remember it clearly. Preston fans weren't sure about me, you know what I mean? And I, I played there for ten years in the end, you know, and, and I've got a brilliant relationship with the Preston fans now, you know, like that they hold me hold me in high regard, which I I treasure because I had to earn it. Sure. The Burnley supporters, I, I went from Preston to <laughs> right, Burnley, yeah. they're right, get him out of our club, you know. <laughs> and I'll be honest, I was crap for the first season there because I didn't particularly want to be, I wanted to be back at Preston, Preston. but I was doing them a disservice and I had a stern word with myself and sort myself out, but, you know, I've got great respect from the support there, but I had to earn it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It wasn't, you know, it wasn't false, I had to work for it and, and that's how it's it. And if I've got the respect of the Mullerwell supporters, I've I'm so happy about that because I know that to earn Yeah. You know, no yeah. one gets given a silver spoon and all this stuff. Yeah, you said that you don't look to the past, you know, and all your, your medals and your old shirts are in a box in the back yeah. or whatever. What would you say at the end of this season would be classed as a success at Marlow? Um, well, I, rather than me saying, when I spoke to the board last year about, you know, I said, look, 
obviously where the club is, I know you want to stay up. So mm. that's a, a given that that will be success. But what does Munro generally sort of see as success? And I think he said like a, a top six finish yeah. is great. A cup run is great. And we need to generate funds by bringing players through and, and um, either selling a player or bringing a player through. And they're the three things that we try to take up. Not every season, but can we, you know, do that? So um, those are the sort of targets that, that the, the club has set um, as success for the, for the team, for the club. Um, so, but we have to wait to the end of the season. You know, everyone wants to define you know, after four games, you know, they're trying to find what success is. You know, the media and everything. You know, are you are you telling this? Are you telling you've done great or you've done poor? You're four games into a yeah. ten month season, and, that. and I always try to put it off. Well, let's just see where we are at the end, because, like I said, I don't like or I don't uh, value easy wins or or short term gains. You know, I'm always about well, what is it like when you leave a club. Yeah. So what do they what think? Like not, 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 not what do they think of you when you walk in. What do they think of you when you leave? Yeah. Do they think he did a good job for us? Mm-hmm. You know, either as a player or a manager, he was a good player, he was a good manager, this and that. I think it's more important at the end. Yeah. I so I think it's more important where we are at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean that where where we go. That was a good season. So even now that we've you know done well in a calendar year, it needs <laughs> yeah. to be. In a, yeah. in a full season. season so you know anything can happen in the second part of the season and we want it to, to mirror the first if we can or even improve if we can um, if we do that we know we've we've made good progress but I would, I would hope and like to think that I think we've been reasonably consistent for a year yeah. but you've always got to be wary of complacency and, uh, and thinking you've done something before Absolutely. you have you know what I mean I, I hate that Feeling. You mentioned a cup run there. It's been 31 years since Murrow won the cup. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need to tell you the importance of this to the Murrow supporters, yeah. but I would like to see you go all the way this year. Maybe right. you could go on the phone to Callum Davidson and ask him, <laughs> ask him what the secret is. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know, yeah, I mean, crossing right, you set the bar high there, but yeah, look, I, I think what, what I love about it, you know, when I was a, a, young, a, a young kid before I, uh, I became a profession, you know, I, I, I um, supported my local team, Coventry City. That's, that's I've seen ticket older there, and everything I've watched them since I was I know, six or seven, and um, and they won the FA Cup when I was fifteen. You know, mm-hmm. you know, and it was, it was like the best thing that ever happened to me because Coventry never won yeah. anything, to be honest. Um, and it was the, the only trophy. But I, I just remember what it meant. I, you know, and I still remember every game of that. That, that season, you know, the, the rounds, who scored, you know, what part of the stadium I was in, all that sort of stuff. And that, that's when I was 15. I'm, I'm 50 years old now, unfortunately. Yeah. But um, if that can make as much an imprint on, on me, as a, you know, I mean, that's it still with me. I, I remember, right, I, I joined Luton um, when I was 23. And uh, I walked in change room, Trevor Pete was, was a player there who was. You know, uh, play at the centre half contract in the cup. Yeah. And I was like, Are you starstruck? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> honestly, and then I'm calling him Pika. I'm like, oh, I can't believe it. I'm, I'm saying it's Pika. You know what I mean? Right, it's yeah. like, I, don't, I just remember it like that. And, and, um, and then when I was, I became manager, uh, Sue Regis was an agent, God bless him. And um, I remember he, uh, I was signing a player, it was when I was at Scunthorpe, and, and, and Sue came to the ground. Uh, to meet his player at the grounds and he, the player was late so I sat for an hour with, with Sir Regis and this, this is me I had a 24 year playing career international Berlina and I'm going Sir Regis do I mention him that I'm from Gomji and all this and I'm, I thought I'll go so I'll just go I'll, just go, I'll, just go, I'll go yeah I was, I'm from Gomji you know I was there could find all this sort of stuff and I get to answer I'm so brilliant to meet you on the list like, and, we, and then but he loved it. We were just talking about. Yeah. I was talking it from being fifteen on the stand, and he was talking about it from being on the pitch and being. A tr- it was class, and, and I think that's what I've seen a bit. You know, I think a little bit of the FA Cup in England has been oh, what uh, yeah, watered down, yeah. diluted a little bit. And if you're not getting a European spot, it's like I, what are they I think so. There's lots of it, but I don't feel that up here. I no, think not so. I, I think 
everyone is still really oh yeah the cup, the cup fair doubt, from that my yeah. point of view it's, it's the highlight in a moral yeah. season is the cup yeah. run you know you're, yeah. you're straight away looking to see who you're getting uh, that round and who like, can we win it yes yeah. so it's it, it, it's brilliant you know I think it's um, it sort of reminds me of what the FA Cup was um, it's still a British I know, but what it was as a as a, as a supporter at first and then obviously as a player I, I never did anything in that cup it was always in the other cup yeah. um, but I always wanted to do you know your dream was a kid and oh, can I score the winning in the FA Cup you know, that, that, <laughs> that's that, it yeah, yeah that's it yeah. but that magic and feeling is still up here I feel Absolutely. so um, you know I first sort of felt that uh, last season because it obviously was the 30 year anniversary right, yeah. you know and we got to the quarterfinals and it's like and it went to penalties and I just I don't know this is me being I think oh, is it written? You know, because we come from 2 0 down, didn't we? Yeah. At Hibs and yeah. about 2 2. I was going, oh, is it written? You know, that mm-hmm. this is the year because it's 30 years. Unfortunately, it didn't work out that way. But um, I think that, I think that the cup always has that sort of magical feeling of patterns or mystical things happening. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. It is, and it's like one off games. And I, yeah. I, I, I think it, it, it comes into the games. I think it can affect the, the atmosphere in the games in a good way, like that sort of. Cup football. Oh, yeah. so everyone feels out for it. Yeah, yeah. It? yeah. So, um, yeah, I, look, I get, I'm not making any promises here, like, but, <laughs> but look, we'll, we'll do what we always do and give it our best shot to, to win as many games. That, that's it. You know, I, I don't differentiate between tournaments or games. I always think winning games is a great feeling. So that's why when we go into balance games, like, you know, the training round against clubs during the season, I want us to win. Yeah. Because, you know, I say to the players, look, you can approach it in a way, but go on feeling good about yourself tonight yeah. and you do that by winning and, and totally. doing your best yeah. so that's what we try to do is that, is that um, you know we don't play but we do every Saturday but we don't play football for points or for, we do it for a good feel the fact of winning yeah. Yeah, totally. everyone feels good winning you know? so that's that's what we try to have our base in mind. so every game we'll, we'll go flat out for so but listen but we're not the only club that thinking about that right exactly. now. Like that, exactly. That's the, that's the thing. So yeah, it's, it's good. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. We're, but he's, uh, we're looking forward to it. Graham, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks very much. Okay, mate. Cool. Cheers. Thank cool. you. Thanks to everyone who has watched or listened to this episode of the DW Podcast. If you've enjoyed it, please go back and check out some more episodes. Cheers. Cheers.